Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, CAG Play Forecast number three. I am always, for these special events, I am your host, Wombat, and joining me, the Mike Myers to my Kanye, Shipwreck. Hello, all. You're on my feed, so it's my show, kind of. It is true. I guess it would be your show. You can host. I'll stop. No, you're go good. Ahead. You, no, you go put ahead. together you put together the whole outline, so I did. I'm interested to see what we're talking about because I've been uh, hard at work all day. Well, I I sort of well, I was at work today. <laughs> that counts, right? Uh sure. Yeah. Whatever you always seem like you're hard at work. I do work hard. And I do a good job too, damn it. Okay, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's see, what do we have to start? Well, last week was kind of a crazy week, although we still managed to get a show out. Well, at least I did. And <laughs> I, I, I had a little bit more of a crazy week. I was at work at 4 a.m. one night, finishing up some stuff. So I had a sick baby. Uh, you I always rather, have a sick baby. I would rather have been at work. No, Cheapy's the one who always has a sick no, baby. That's why he's not here. Every, every show on the CADcast, it's talking about sick babies every week yeah i'm convinced true. that that cheapy's baby is just naturally warm <laughs> i i think uh is that what it is it's not a temperature it's just maybe it's a mutant yeah i think they there haven't been enough studies done on what the average temperature of a large white man and a small japanese woman the child that they produce i i just don't think there's enough field data out there to know what temperature that's supposed to be at like, just because we're 98.6, maybe that child is actually a 102. Yeah, why not? I, I won't argue that. You're a scientist. Exactly. I, I think it <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yes, well, Sabrina was very sick last week. Uh, I won't go into too much details because it's kind of gross, but uh, she's finally better, so that's good. But it's w- one of the things I didn't realize was how tired I was until now that she's finally starting to, to be better. I'm exhausted. Like, now that it's over, I'm allowed to be exhausted, and I'm completely wiped out. Well, that that sounds like a a great intro for a show there. I mean, completely exhausted. But now I'm hyped up and excited to bring you a full-on whatever the hell this is. Uh, That sounds great. Yes. I'm looking forward to that as well. So the most exciting thing I got to do this weekend was rent a movie, and I saw the Get Smart movie. I've seen that. Did you see? What did you think? I, I saw that. It was it wasn't <laughs> awful. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I think mean, they I've showed most worse. of the funny parts in the previews, and there really wasn't much other than that. No, but it, I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. But that doesn't necessarily make it good. Is that is that a good review? Uh, I think that's a perfect review for that. Yeah, that, and that is my review of the Get Smart film. If it was on cable one day and it was raining and it was the afternoon and you had nothing to do, I recommend watching it. But that's about as far as I'd go. Yeah, I think we rented it on Apple TV a few months back because I think we've talked about it on CAG 4 Play before. But there you go. Can't get enough of that Get Smart movie. We'll, we'll review it some other time again. Yeah, well, you know, anything with uh, Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway is a must watch. She's turned out all right. She <laughs> She has. We were worried there for a while. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. She had those those bushy eyebrows and uh, whatever princess movie that is that I've seen the a million pr- times. Uh, princess Diaries, yes. Yes, that one. And the last show, um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I did want to bring up my lame Twitter contest. Yeah, how'd that go? I won. Congrats. Thank you very much. I already got two of the prizes. 
Um, I'm going to wait till I get everything to see how we want to divvy everything up. I do think I'm going to keep the flash drive for myself, but everything else I'm probably going to give away. Those sound like some exciting prizes. They're prizes. <laughs> right up there with our uh, Nintendo DS lanyard that we'll give away, or we had a contest for in the last CAG 4 play. I have one of those. Do you? Yeah, they're, I got it at the, nice, uh, the Target. They had a little booth thing set up, and the guy gave me one, and magnets. Oh, yes, the magnets, too. Did you get the Animal Crossing magnets or just the DSi magnets? Just the DSi. I didn't see Animal Crossing magnets. Oh, yeah, we've got some some uh, old Animal Crossing magnets as well. Maybe that was the DSi Nintendo Club exclusive. And by the way, right now, I think we both sound like the uh, we have the energy of NPR DJs. That's what I'm going for. Is that is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah, okay. that's what I go for all the time. I love the taste of your sweaty balls. So do I. <laughs> um, let's see. Have you tried the uh, the price tracker thing on GBS Gamer yet? Where you type in the game and get an email sent. You set the price. Oh, is this the part of the show where we actually talk about the the website? Yeah, we're talking about the website a little bit. I told I told His Holiness that we would do that briefly. Uh, I honestly have not, but I I, I mean I know what it is. I put in Dead Space for 20 bucks. I haven't received an email yet, but uh, it's a really cool feature. You just type in the name of the game you want in the search, and uh, when you're on that game page, you can automatic, you could set a price that you would be willing to pay for that game, and you will get an email from Cheap Ass Gamer telling you when that game goes on sale at that price and where and how to buy it. Yeah, the, the only reason I haven't done this yet is because I already get like 50 emails from CAG a day. Just reported posts and like negative trader reviews or all these different things that come in because I'm a moderator. So I I didn't want to receive any more emails. I'm not a moderator and have no moderator type privileges, so I wouldn't know what that's like. Uh, it's okay, except for the emails. Yeah, yeah. The the emails aren't even that bad. It's just that some of the other moderators are super quick about them. So I know by the time that I even see the email that it's already been dealt with. So I just have all these useless emails every day. Yeah, do you do any moderating anymore? Or not much because have honestly, you outgrown uh, that? What? What's your deal? I, I I come on. I I add games to the database. I'm going to be doing a lot of the database stuff. I think. Slider. Like, that's another thing on CAG. You, you can add games to the database now. Like for instance, before this morning, Friends, the one with all the trivia for the PS2. That was not in the system, but I made it so. Do you have that game? I do have that game. Is it is it awful? It is awful. Janice is one of the hosts. That may make it the worst game ever made. When you come over next time, you'll have to try it out. Next time I'm in Cincinnati, Skyline Chili, and uh, we'll play the Friends game. You won't believe it. I had a two for today. I had Skyline Chili for lunch and Gold Star Chili for dinner. Oh. <laughs> Feeling good. Oh. With the cheese and the pasta? Uh, for the lunch, I had I had the the five-way, yes, the cheese and the pasta. You had a five-way? So that's, wait, that's pasta. Let's see how well I know my Cincinnati. For those who don't know, uh, Sky, Skywood Line Chili is a famous chili place in Cincinnati. And they serve their chili over spaghetti with cheese, and that's the basic. And that's called a three-way. That would be spaghetti, chili, cheese. That's a three-way. Now, a five-way is going to be... Pasta, chili, cheese, onions, 
and I'm trying to think what the fifth ingredient is, and it's, that's where I'm at a loss. What's it's an ingredient five? that's usually in chili, but is not at these chili joints. Is it beans? It is beans, yes. Oh, look at me go. Yes. And so I, I had that for lunch. And a Darn tootin' you did. <laughs> See, that was funny. And then, yeah, Gold Star's the other major uh, chain of chili restaurants in Cincinnati. And I, I had just uh, three cheese conies with onions and mustard for dinner. And for those who don't know what that is, that would be a chili dog with cheese and onions. People don't know what cheese conies are? No. You'd be surprised. All right. And I yet I know surprised. way too much about food. You see how <laughs> that, I picked that's up? That's not a surprise. No, I guess it really is. That's so sad. Um, so we have you on the show, so we might as well talk about any new releases that are worthwhile talking about. You What's have in... me on the show. We have you. You're here. Do do your thing. There's pretty much nothing to talk about this week, which is another reason there is no CAG for play. Uh, yeah, for the new releases, there's a couple of DS games from Atlas. There's the Dark Spire, which is a uh, old style dungeon crawl. Um, similar to like the wizardry type things. And I guess uh, more recently, Etrian Odyssey on the DS. So uh, you can either play in the old vector style graphics with 8-bit enemies, or you can play with new 3D style graphics. Uh, Looks all right if you're into uh, really dorky RPGs, which I am. I I look forward to playing this one. And then uh, there's Dokapon Journey, which we've talked about Dokemon before on CAG 4Play. It's a uh, kind of like Mario Party mixed with an RPG. And this is the portable version of it, which has a lot more uh, touchscreen style of mini games. And wow. Uh, yeah, there's Guitar Hero Metallica for the PS2. Does that do anything for you? Not really. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have it for any of my other systems. I don't know if PS2 would be the one I'm going to go with, though. Uh. Yeah. I guess then the downloadable stuff. We've got uh, Pitfall, The Mayan Adventure. Did Which you ever play a, that? Yeah, that was what, a Genesis game, yes? Uh, yeah, I guess if originally it was a Sega CD game, which is the version that, that I played when I was growing up. And then they ported it over to the Genesis, and this is the Genesis version of it that's coming out for the Wii. Um, pretty good uh, little platforming game, pretty tough, I remember. But I liked it back in the day. Uh, and then for PlayStation Network, the expansion for Pixel Junk Eden is coming out. Pixel Junk Eden Encore. Did you play that that's, at all? Did you like that game? I have it. I got it through uh, game sharing. Oh, there's, that's one of the games you stole from Cheapy. Yes, it is. I stole a lot of games from Cheapy. Um, so maybe he'll get the uh, expansion pack, and I will <laughs> share it from him as well. Uh, it's six bucks, right? That's a six dollar game for Pixel Junk Eden Encore. That sounds about right. I don't know. Okay. I really didn't like the original, so I'm not looking forward to that. I didn't dislike it. I, I I wasn't a big fan of the time limit, which I know is the complaint that a lot of people have. Yeah, Some people say I, I that wasn't it's a big fan of picky and whiny to say that, and other people agree with me. So, but uh, yeah, and then for Xbox Live Arcade, we have uh, Outrun Online Arcade. Did you try the demo yet? I did try it uh, just before the show. I tried it out. It seems to be a kind of remake of the outrun games that were in the arcade and X on, on the original Xbox. So I think that was outrun two and outrun 2006, I believe. Okay. That's not a bad thing. No, it it seems like a good deal for 10 bucks. Uh, I think it's six players online racing. 
I had fun with the demo. Uh, hopefully it'll go on sale on Amazon or something. I was going to say that. I mean, Amazon seems to be the way to go these days for your uh, live arcade games, which brings us right into game shopping news. That Amazon, I think this is probably the biggest news going on right now, is that Amazon is now selling live arcade games, and it's selling some games at a discount. Uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition for $5, Doom for $3, Undertow for 5 which a lot of people may already have received for free uh, last yeah. year. I, I like, well, no, I got that game for free. Yeah. I can't say that I really liked it. That, <laughs> it's that's free. not a good game. Yeah, and uh, Galaga Legions is also $5. Pac-Man Championship Edition and Galaga Legions are both on the Na- the Namco collection that's still on sale at GameStop for 15 So if you're considering biting on one of these two games or both of these games for 5 bucks, I recommend spending the extra 5 and getting 30 games for $15. Yeah, that's, that seems like a natural choice. And yeah. I think a lot of these games are actually no longer on sale on Amazon. But well, they this were still... this afternoon. So Yeah, yeah, I think they just went off sale. A bunch of them are sold out or however Amazon's handling oh, that. Oh, is that, is that what they did? There was also the uh, the glitch, which I don't know if you were able to get in on. I was not. That was the exact time where I was given my big presentation at work. Yeah, they were selling 1,600-point uh, cards for $0.20 cents as opposed to $20. So how many did you get for me? None. Bastard. Yeah, I know. But I got three. So, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up Doom for $3 from the Amazon deal. I so. considered it, but you know what? I'm still playing other things, and Doom I would probably never touch. I played some of it yesterday. I It still holds up. It surprises me that, like, what, the second first-person shooter considered out there, I guess? I, I don't know if that's... I know Wolfenstein 3D is considered the first, and Doom, I think, is the second, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... I yeah. Yeah, yes. well, it's it's one of the early ones at the very least, but it still holds up today. Like, I think it's because there's no uh, vertical plane that you have to look at. It's pretty much just point and shoot, but it's still fun. I remember that game was out when I was a freshman in college, and I met uh, someone who I'm actually still really good friends with, and it was the first time I met him, and he was laughing at me because I had never played this Doom game before and how I was a big loser for having not heard of it. He was correct. I, maybe, but, you know, it was new at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is Walmart still selling uh, Guitar Hero World, World Tour, the full kit, for 100 bucks? Possibly. I wonder if there are any of those left. Uh, Walmart.com was selling the full kit, all... What is it, $189 worth, drums, guitar, the whole nine, for uh, 100 bucks, $10 shipping. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, I, I, Yeah, sure. I mean, if you don't have these things already, it's like it's kind of the point where I think the market's kind of saturated on them. I mean, we're going to talk about this Blockbuster clearance next here, but uh, they had the complete Rock Band 1 set for... I know at least the 360 and the PS2. I'm assuming the PS3 version as well. But they had the whole thing for 55 bucks. So I think I think they're really getting saturation in the market now where the people who are going out and buying a new Guitar Hero every year with a guitar, I don't think they're doing that anymore. Um, but I don't know. Are, are you done buying plastic instruments? There's still part of me that's considering getting... Because I don't have a wireless guitar. Okay. And I feel like I could use one. Really? 
Yes. When, when's the last time you played one of these games? Well, that's why I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> I haven't touched it probably since, I don't know, maybe a year ago. I think it was the last time I touched Rock Band or Guitar Hero. So I'm not running out to play it right away, but, you know, if I was to play it or if I was to get anything, it would be a uh, a wireless guitar or maybe yeah. a wireless honer bass. I, I think I have two wireless PlayStation 3 guitars that I bought off Amazon over the holidays for, I think, $5 each. And they're still in the boxes down in my basement. And they'll stay that way. Sure. And I checked Doom on Amazon is back up to $5. Right. Uh, But speaking of the Blockbuster clearance that I mentioned, they have a lot of new games uh, for pretty good prices right now. Uh, This is only at the stores that are non-franchise locations. If you don't know what that means, then uh, check out the Blockbuster slash Game Rush thread on the uh, deals forum on CAG. But, uh, yeah, if you have a Game Rush, you're, you're probably in luck, and you can probably still find some of the good games. But I picked up uh, a lot of Wii games. I, I picked up Mario Superstar Baseball Super Sluggers. Mario Super Sluggers. Uh, for $20, I picked up... Dragon Quest Swords for 15 I picked up, uh, for the DS, I picked up The World Ends With You for 15 uh, Final Fantasy Revenant Wings for 5 And I got the collector's edition of Devil May Cry 4 for 15 for the 360. Um, so there's there's a huge list of games in, in the thread. Uh, but I know it's been going on since Friday, so... Most of the big name titles are probably gone, but there was still like a lot of other good stuff, like Boom Blocks was twenty, and uh, stuff like The Blob was was either fifteen or twenty dollars. So some good deals there. That sounds pretty. Good. I like. I still have Boom Blocks. It's a good game. So, so there. You don't need it then. No, I don't need it. No, thank you for bringing. Why don't you that move up. us along to the next topic then, or should I do that now? You go ahead. Take the Microsoft. Reins. This is where we talk about Microsoft. Microsoft. Yes. We will talk about Microsoft. <laughs> Go. <laughs> there was a little no, there was a little hiccup there in the Skype, and I'm like, is he talking? Um normally we would edit stuff like that out. No, we wouldn't. Um Microsoft, yes. The first uh story to talk about today would be how Microsoft and Glad, the uh Plastic Bags company. Yes, the plastic bag company. No, the the gay lesbian alliance something and A and D. D. <laughs> uh, they sat down to discuss the problems that uh, the uh, gay community has had, the L- the GLBT community has had with Xbox Live, and how to fix that. So it looks like at least they're opening a dialogue, and it's in- and I find it interesting that uh, you know that that Glad would get involved and that it's gone to this step. I mean, normally it's just the kind of thing. I don't know. I just assume that it would just, we would never hear of it again. I I know on a, one of Major Nelson's podcasts, probably like three or four months ago, whenever that big uh, issue came out that the one person got banned or got their accounts suspended Teresa. or whatever happened. Uh, I know that they had talked about how they were talking with, uh, some of these uh, gay and lesbian organizations in the past. So it doesn't surprise me that much that that the talks are still going on. But nothing's come out of this, right? 
Uh, no, no, nothing new yet. But you know, it would be it's going to be very interesting to see if there is a change in policy uh, due to Glad's reaching out to the to the uh, Xbox people to Stephen Toulouse, handler of Xbox Live Terms and Services. How do you fix this, though? Really, I mean, I, I understand the issue is that you can't put your sexual orientation in your profile. Well, the Xbox way I Live. think it works, though, is someone has to complain. Correct. So if no one complains, and then if it's if someone complains, there's no the next step is ban. There's no yeah, it's sus- review process. There's yeah, no suspension. going back they, to the person. They take out your uh whatever's in there and then you get suspended for a few days or whatever so that's kind of i think i mean can they do it on a a more individual basis can they shoot an email to the person that they're saying so and so complained and this is the reason they gave and let that person respond and say well i'm gay i don't see why that's a problem but it i understand the that that would be an ideal way of dealing with it. Like, but it's not real world. Like they they have to deal with people being douchebags on Xbox live. And the easiest way. And the, the reason why Microsoft has it the way they have it right now is to try to cut down on any way possible that certain members would attack other members. And so it's, it, it's it, for their own benefit is what you're saying. It is, but it, like in a, it's a real world like solution to it. It's not the best solution, but it's. I don't know how to fix it. I just don't think that anyone should have to. You know, I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but there's that part of me that says, well, you know, I don't put straight gamer on my on my gamer tag, obviously. But then again, I can obviously. also understand why someone why someone may put it on there. Or want to put it on there. And I don't think that there's a reason why they shouldn't. I think no, it's, no I, I don't think there's a reason why they shouldn't. But it, it's, it comes down to the whole, how do you enforce these things? And how do you make the community best for everyone? All of your paying customers. And I, I, I don't think they're going to find an easy solution to this. I, I mean, it, great that they're talking back and forth and trying to be... Uh, very i don't know open about the situation but when it comes down to it i don't see any way around any different way to do this but like just uh, not having it on there at all yeah because the I mean, average xbox live player isn't mature enough to handle it right i mean this has no effect on me whatsoever no it really does not play no with effect strangers. on me either I, like, but I, if i do play with strangers i'm not going and checking their profiles and everything no and i my profile these days i don't even think has anything on it no, neither does mine. I think I have a motto on mine that just says, hey, I'm shipwrecked, since my gamer tag doesn't say that. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That's right, your Cobra Commander on the uh, 360. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, that was a very in-depth political discussion on gay rights. That solved mo- nothing. <laughs> Let's move on to the E74 error. Awesome. Are you familiar with this? I am. I saw, uh, I saw one in GameStop that... When I actually went to that Club Nintendo event, the uh, 360 and GameStop had the E74 error up. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. So it really is happening. Like that's the next, the next big thing in uh, in 
360 errors. Errors? Oh yeah, Error. it's it's yeah. all the all the cool kids have E74s now. Is that, is that what they have now? They all have the E74. And uh, originally that was not covered on the three-year warranty, but thanks to our friends, I'm going to say give all the credit to Justin McElroy at uh, Joystick. Yes, he did a very nice job on that. He did, and he made uh, sure that Microsoft added it to their warranty, the extended warranty, the billion-dollar loss warranty that uh, the 360 had to come up with because they made the worst piece of hardware ever created for uh, consumers in the electronic medium ever. But you know you can get around that? When your customer service is this good, and when you listen to like problems in the community, like they they've acted on this stuff real quick when it becomes to the point where it could start to give them a bad name. Like the same thing exactly with the previous topic that we had, where they're talking about their gay and lesbian rights on the uh, on the profiles and everything. Like they are very good at addressing problems. Like, they might not be fixing the problem, but they're going to put their face out there and say, hey, we know about it. Sort of. I mean, they won't admit the... I mean, the failure rate's, what, 100%? Oh, uh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> at least 100%. At least 100%. Do you think they learned their lesson? Oh, no. No. They, if they'd have learned their lesson, they would have made it the 360 so it didn't break. Because all the original Xboxes had... I don't know, maybe 60% failure rate? Did they, Mine was never a problem, my original Xbox. Xbox. Oh, they, there was definitely issues with the original Xbox because they had the, uh, I think it was the Thompson drive that went bad on them. Oh, that's right. I remember there was the Thompson drive and the, what, a Phillips drive, wasn't that there the There was a one? Thompson, a Phillips, and a Samsung. Yes. And if a console is working properly, you have no idea what brand disk drive is inside of it. I remember that, and you had to look at the shape of the disk drive when the drawer was open. Yeah, the different and that's how that you knew which one you had. Yeah, which was really convenient if you're out shopping for one. Hmm. Yeah. So wow, they it's, didn't learn it's amazing about, what you forget when what was that? Maybe five years ago. That's that's because Microsoft is good at glossing things over. Wow, good work. Not way to bring then. way to bring back old memories. But uh, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, this weekend I played a lot of Peggle, which I picked up for a whopping dime. Thanks to the Amazon sale. A dime well spent. It, it, and I was just about to say that, yes, a dime very well spent. Uh, the missus and I have both been playing Peggle. We finished the first adventure mode, as they called the undergraduate levels. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, know, you get to, to the meat of, of Peggle then. No, like, we really haven't. I mean, we've barely scratched the surface from what I understand. It's a long game. Which is great. I mean, yeah. it's a $10 game and it's well worth it. Um, and you know, we're really enjoying it. We like the bright colors. Sabrina likes the bright colors and the music. So it really, it's like a game for the whole family. If I fail, I have to hand the controller over and then she gets to do it. Oh, see, we tried playing Peggle, passing the controller back and forth, but it gets a little bit sleepy when you're watching somebody else play Peggle. Well, you know, what what you can do is you could go to msn.com. And play the free version, <laughs> the free web version. So you're while practicing plays, while the other person is playing. Yes, while the other person plays the Xbox Live version. Very nice. So then you have you know multiple peggles going on, or you could get the DS version, and then you can I, also no. You're yeah. gonna pay thirty dollars for Peggle on the DS? Yeah, no, I'm not going to. We looked at it actually. We went and we looked, and we're like, eh, thirty dollars, forget it. 
I have it at home. Yeah, yeah. And well, I am almost finished with Resident Evil 5. I didn't really get to play anything in the last almost two weeks. You know, from vacation, coming back from vacation, and then having the sick baby. I haven't had a chance to play any real games, but uh, of the... I think the game has six six levels broken out into three parts each. I am on level 6-2 of 6-3, so I hope to finish it by the end of the weekend. I am still enjoying the game very much. We're all we're all pulling for you. Thanks. Yeah, I may do it. You know, I have yet to play any uh, co-op. Uh, other than the demo, neither have I. And he, oh, I've, you know, I didn't even put this on here. And I almost forgot to talk about it. And hopefully, I'll get to play a little bit, a little bit of it before the next show. Uh, Capcom was actually nice enough to send me a code for the uh, DLC for me to talk about on the show. <laughs> But you didn't play it. But I haven't played it yet because I just haven't had a chance. I mean, they only said it to me like two days ago. Okay. But what I did check was the leaderboards. Right. How many How many people were well, on Well, that's there? just it. It has its own separate leaderboards, and you can kind of gauge. I guess it's a, a half-assed way to gauge how many people are actually playing it. Sure. Um. So it looks like we're at about, uh, last time I checked, was about 41,000 people on the largest leaderboard. Okay, and it's now, $5 a pop, so $200,000. $200,000, and I mean, are we going to assume that the PlayStation 3 has the same amount of downloads? Um. Well, it's did it sell about the same amount? I think we have a, have a story about some of the big-name titles on PS3 later, but I, I would assume it, Resident Evil 5 probably sold a similar amount on the, on the yeah, PS3. Yeah, we don't have sales numbers yet, but the MPDs come out later this week. But it's traditionally a PlayStation brand, so I, I would assume that it sold decent on the PS3. Oh, I'm sure it sold fine on both consoles. I'm gonna say that uh, that it probably sold that. So maybe they made about four hundred thousand dollars on this DLC. That's probably good business then. That's not a bad. That's not a bad chunk of change. I mean, no. it's frightening that so many people bought it. But then again, how many people? And that's international. The leaderboards are international leaderboards because it has the country flags next to the person's username. Sure. So it'll be interesting. What I want to know is how many people bought the game worldwide and figure out what percentage of the people are playing online. Because I would assume that, yes, maybe this many people bought it the first time, but does that cut out of the segment that would buy additional map packs later on? I I honestly have no way of judging that. Me neither. But these are the questions I ask myself. These are the things that keep me up at night. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 downloadable content. Resident Evil 5 downloadable content. But we talk about that too much, and I'm sure people have already written something angry about the non-alarmist things that I just said. I I do actually want to check it out. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are angry that I even, even if I didn't buy it, still managed to, to snag it to download. But... Uh, now, is that something you asked Capcom for, or was that something Capcom sent your way? It was something that I emailed them because someone said, oh, you should email them and ask them. And I said, okay, I will. We'll see okay, what I, would, I was just, that's fine. Yeah. I was just curious as to, to how I that I honestly didn't think place. they would send me one. I figured they would laugh at me, which is what normally happens. <laughs> but they sent me one. But it's better than buying one. I, I would, I'll go, I'll say that. Well, yeah, but they, they probably wanted you to play that then. 
Yeah, they probably did, and I haven't done that yet. So there I am, sticking it to the man again. Yeah, just like all those games that I've gotten for review and, and haven't reviewed yet. Yes, and the ones I sent you. Yeah, uh, we, Mrs. Ship uh, played one of those. She played Avalon Code and and uh, didn't think too highly of it. Nah, but... I, yeah, I sent, uh, for those who don't know, because why would you know, I sent our good friend Mr. Shipwreck and Mrs. Shipwreck. Actually, I sent it to Mrs. Shipwreck. Uh, three games in the mail last week. Four. Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Chinatown Stories, whatever that thing's called. Chinatown Wars? Yes, Chinatown Wars. Uh, and Rune Factory ooh, Frontier Harvest. You're really no good at this. Man, Don't you I, have a show? Do you ever have you I been do, but on the fake I internet have literally radio brain has fried my my uh, brain has fried my work. Yes. Your fried brain work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, it's it's true. Sounds like frontier. a weird title. Know. Fried Rune, Rune Factory work. Wii and then Avalon Code for the DS, which she has played Avalon Code for the DS, but uh then she decided after four hours that it wasn't fun. And uh I don't think she'll be playing that anymore. I'd say four hours is a fair shake. Are you playing anything on your on your uh Xbox three sixty these days? Uh I've kind of been in a middling mood where I like to play a lot of stuff for a little bit of time, which means I like to play a lot of uh, mediocre games. So I got Mercenaries 2 in from Gamefly, and uh, yeah, I don't like that game. I, I played it for, I don't know, probably three or four hours. I what think character it said I was... are you playing as? What? What character are you using? Uh, the guy that's on the box, the the Mohawk guy. Oh, okay, the Peter Stormier. Uh, Mohawk guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I went around and I blew stuff up and then I started getting blown up a lot and I decided that wasn't fun. I um, thought I spent too much time going from point A to point B in that game. Yeah. And then you get blown up and then you go from point B back to point A and then have to start all over again. Yeah. I'm not a fan of going from point A to point B. Or B to A. B to A is even worse. Or B to A. Or getting from A, making it close to B, and then having go, to go all the way back to A again. Yeah, you got like from A to lowercase A, and then you were right by the apple right before the B, and then didn't quite get there. Rocket yeah, launcher like to the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I played some other, other terrible stuff. Oh, well, do, you have to share. What was the terrible uh, there was that, uh, you played it. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm forgetting all the names of these games, but, uh, it was the dark Messiah. Oh, that uh, game is so terrible. Dark Messiah, the might, might magic magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. It's not uh, bad. It's, it's just <laughs> awful. It, the, in case you've never seen the game graphically, it looks like the first thief game. Yeah. It's got an oblivion style of, uh, I don't know, setting and artwork, but not nearly as polished as Oblivion. Oh, it's terrible. Like, and if you've never seen the graphics on the first Thief game, I'll explain it to you. The guys have like these, like the, at their elbows, the it, it kind of pinches in, mm-hmm. where they almost have like diamond shaped forearms. Yeah, and and it's really weird to me, and I hate it. And it's uh, and it's it actually drove me crazy while playing that game. Uh, yeah, I. I... I played that. I didn't quite get past where the demo ends. 
because I've played the demo before. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard game to want to move any further in. I think I played. Well, the guy keeps on yelling at you. He just like you're trying to explore, and he's just sitting there. Use the switch, Saurons. Use the switch, and you, you know you're supposed to use the switch. You've played a game before. You'll get to it. You're just trying to go over here and get and get your little whatever item artifact thing that you're supposed to be collecting. But uh, he's just sitting there yelling at you the whole time, and then you use the switch, and then you're looking around. And he's use the rope, shoot the rope. It, it it's not good. No, it's I don't terrible. like it. I, I think uh, that one's going to leave my house soon. <laughs> if he, well, I don't know, well, he gets Guzex, right? You could probably get something on Guzex for that, right? Yeah, I'll put that on Guzex. That'll, yeah. that'll, that'll get me something. Uh, but, yeah, uh, let's move on to Sony. I've played some other crap, but okay. let's go on to Sony. You're, you're done talking about crap. Uh, no, i got more crap coming up. But... Oh, okay, good. Uh, are you going to get uh, Steel and Titanium for Killzone 2? That is multiplayer only? Yes. Probably not. They have not announced the price yet, but it'll be out on April thirtieth. Yeah, I. The reason I say probably not is because I liked Killzone Two a lot. I liked the single player a lot. I liked the multiplayer, but with how often I skip from different games to different games, I'm just not going to be paying ten dollars for map packs anymore. I, I think I'm past that point. Like I'm fine with whatever maps come with the game. Uh, and I'd never stay with a game long enough to need more multiplayer content. Good, good enough. I, I mean, do you think it'll be ten bucks for the two maps? Uh, I don't know. It'll be between six and ten dollars. I'm gonna say that they charge four. That would be really cheap. I'm gonna say you, you can hardly buy a sack boy. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that they tr- sell them for three dollars each. Or four dollars for the two. Yeah. Wow. You're being pretty pretty generous there. I, I am. I still would not buy them at that price. I I just am to the point where downloadable map packs just don't interest me. Or maybe three dollars each and five dollars for the two. That makes that's probably more reasonable. Yeah. Five dollars. Would you buy the them two. at that price? Huh? What? No. You... Probably not. <laughs> I with. I mean, this is something that Sony does. PlayStation 3 has done a lot so far. They've done a lot with um, Warhawk. When they release more maps, they'll sell those maps with these maps for even less money. True. So I'd rather wait and see if I still care about the game in six months. Uh, You probably will not. Yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, you never know. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> By that time, you'll only be playing Mag, right? Oh yes, massive action game. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to massive action game because I, first of all, two things I love is multiplayer, and second thing I love is multiplayer with way too many people and having no idea what's going on. <laughs> you don't want to be thirty second out of thirty second. You're you're fine with like sixteenth out of sixteenth. Basically, yes. Isn't it more than 32 people? Yeah, it, it's something ridiculous. Like, like 64, I think, at least. I wanted to say it was like 98. <laughs> it might be. I I haven't seen anything or heard anything from so long. I mean, we saw those leaked screenshots or whatever a couple weeks ago. But, uh, I, I yeah, that's too far off for me to commit numbers to, especially when I can't even remember names of games this week. But uh, oh. another big Sony one coming out soon now is Infamous. You got any interest in that? I am interested in that. I um, mean, you, you know, anything that's 
shooting lightning bolts out of your arms, I guess I'm sort of interested in. And any, you know, it seems... There's the other game also that's just like it that I can't think of the name of. Prototype. Yes. So I keep getting them confused. So I have to wait for this to get closer to coming out before I know if I really want it or not. But uh, yes, I am definitely interested. It's coming out soon. Yeah, it comes out in a month. Yeah, you don't have to worry about buying any games in in April. Trust me, there's nothing. So uh, you can save up your money. Go get Infamous, I guess, if it, if it turns out all right. According I, to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. the massive action game for the PlayStation 3 is 2 to 256 players. <laughs> yes, 256 players. That's what I want to do. Uh, and, and I guarantee be, you of those 256 fun. people in your room, 250 of them don't have headsets. <laughs> so it's just a whole bunch of people just running around in a circle trying to shoot people. Uh I, I, yeah, it's going to be a, I'm assuming an online only game. So I probably will not have that much interest in it, but, uh, I don't know. Infamous does it, is it all single player? Is there multiplayer? I really don't know that much about Infamous. I I don't I only know about the single player. I know that they also announced the pre-order stuff. Oh yeah, I saw that. You could get some, uh, costumes for your home avatar. Everyone wants razor blade arms. Oh, I, I thought you wanted the costume for your home avatar. Yeah, no, thank you. And they are the last doing, time you uh, that up. Early, they are doing early access to the demo. Now they're doing this a little differently than Killzone, where you either can get access to the demo on May seventh when you pre-order, or you get access to the demo. I think a week before the game releases, normally. Yeah, yeah, it's the twenty-first like yeah. is when the. Uh, the general public will get their hands on the, the so demo. it's not on release day, and it actually will still give you plenty of time to pre-order and get the cool razor blade arms if you fall in love with the demo and don't plan on, you know, and you don't want to pre-order early just to get the demo two weeks early. So I, I definitely think that's a better way of doing it than the kill zone method. And it, I mean, I'm gonna sound crazy, but maybe Sony actually listened to us when we complained the last time. Uh, possibly. I mean, there was enough complaint about that, so this makes more sense to me, especially with a game like this where I'm not entirely sure I even know what it is. I mean, I get that it's a a uh, kind of superhero type game, uh, but as far as how the game actually progresses and actually plays out, like all I've world, seen is isn't it? it's an open world game. I think so. Yeah. But still, that doesn't tell me, like, like is there a a storyline that I'm going to be interested in? I mean, all I've seen is screenshots of the dude with the lightning. It's it's not enough to make me want to pre-order before May 7th, but I will definitely download the demo on May 21st. So. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll definitely play through it just because it's a, it's a big-time release. Big but, time. Yeah, big time. Big time. Uh, yeah, that was my Peter Gabriel. That was pretty good. So much larger than life. What's yeah, uh, There you, you go. Put, you, you put this next story on. <laughs> oh, yeah. This this is a good one. Uh, a little little spin on uh, by Sony. I guess Xbox 360 was uh, some talking some trash last week about how they had such big high attach rates or how they were selling so much more than, than Sony was or something. So... Sony, of course, had to had to spin the numbers in their favor, 
So they started talking about, uh, in this interview with Gama Sutra, uh, Peter Dill uh, from Sony. Oh, we've sure made exactly fun of his name what before. <laughs> what? We've made fun of his name before. <laughs> yes. That, that's where I know him from. Yes, Peter Dill, because his, <laughs> his name sounds like, uh, it's, it's almost like a double entendre name for penis twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't argue that at all. I mean, it's, it's not quite a good porn star name. No, Peter Pickle would be a better porn star name. Exactly. Yeah. But Peter Dill is kind of close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's trying to argue, which he is correct in saying this, but he's trying to argue that Sony has a t- higher attach rate for big name titles per console number than Microsoft does. So for instance, he's saying that with Street Fighter 4, the PS3 sold roughly 400,000 uh units, while the 360 sold 446,000 units. So those numbers are nearly identical, but the 360 wins in that battle, but the attach rate is of course higher for the PS3. It's a 5.5% attach rate for the PS3 where it's only a 3.1% attach rate for the 360. Because more people have a 360 than a PlayStation 3? Yes. I get it. It's a percentage. Percentage-wise, yes, there's a larger percentage of PlayStation 3 owners that have Street Fighter 4 than the percentage of 360 owners that have Street Fighter 4. Yes. Okay. What that percentage means, though, is absolutely nothing except to Sony. Like, you don't go to... Capcom is not celebrating that they have a higher attach rate on the PS3 than on the 360. I'm, I, I mean, I would agree and disagree 000. at the same time. I, I, okay. I, I, don't, I think Capcom is celebrating that they've sold so many copies overall, and mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to be able to say, and on the PS3 version, that makes up you know 10% of the user base. So why would they care? I think they do care, because it's I, I can see how it's they... a good marketing tool. It's a good marketing number. Hmm. See, I I see it's it. It's something as... you could bring to your investors. Well, I guess, but I would think your investors would be more concerned with your bottom line, how many units you've sold total, rather than what what percentage you've sold to people who actually have. Well, something. let's say you sell, let's say street fighter four sells 10 sold. Well, Cause it's an easier number. We'll say it's sold to 10% of the, uh, of the PS three user base. And in our imaginary, uh, discussion one, there are 1 million PlayStation threes out there and street fighter sold 10 to 10% of those users. So it sold, you know, a hundred thousand copies to those people. And okay. you are the marketing analyst, and you're going to the to the board, and you're saying we sold to ten percent. And as you can see, PS3 sales are steadily going up by an additional ten percent every quarter. So by this time next year, they're going to have this many more users. So when we release this game, we're expecting the attach rate to stay the same or be higher. So our next game should sell even more copies based on the attach rate from Street Fighter 4. So please, investors, give us more money. Okay, but I can also see them arguing that the by the same token, that if you sold, it, let's say, the install base, since you said 100,000 for the PS3 or whatever. Yes, there's 100,000 of them. 100, these are 
completely fabricated numbers. Well, no, you said one million for yeah. PS3. And they one, one there are one thousand. million PlayStation 3s in the world. Yes, that's my made-up number for yes. easy math. So there's two million Xbox 360s in the world then. Sure. Okay. So you sell 100,000 copies there. So you're only hitting 5%. Yes. Why do investors care whether or not you're selling the 100,000 there or the other place? Well, I guess there, there's where you have a point. What? You have greater potential Well, you know what? Then I guess copies. it's better. Well, okay, fine. Then I'll revise my argument and say that it works well for the for Sony's marketing people to bring to Sony's investors. Correct. Yes. So that's yes. where attach rate is important. Yes. Okay. That, that is that is kind of what I was saying earlier, that the attach rate, this is only really something that, that Sony can use. Like, I understand how, how companies can say that other companies like Capcom, I'm sure they're happy that it's selling to that that rate, but they have to be thinking if there were that many more PS3s out there, would we still get the same attach rate? Or are we getting this attach rate because only the hardcore video game people have a PS3 and our game is a hardcore video game? That way we appeal to this market. Well, that's the real question now, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and then. That but was if you're trying to get uh, investor money, then you say things. it would go up with the attach rate. What? If you're trying to get investor money, yes, then you say. Oh that yeah, it... <laughs> yeah. You would, you would of course say, yeah, we're going to go way up. We're going to double that. <laughs> Whether it's but, true uh, or yeah. not. Yeah, just just an interesting spin on things from from Sony. Nothing that they're saying is wrong. It's just a interesting thing, interesting way of looking at things that I don't think applies to anybody but Sony themselves. But uh, I think we can move on from that. You sure? I think so. I think we, we've we've beat that to death. Yeah, probably a bit. Uh, we going to talk about Nintendo. Yeah, let's talk about Nintendo. Okay, and I read what this today. Here? I read this a couple of days ago, and then I read the other half today, and it made me laugh. Uh, the the report was that uh, Nintendo had a threshold factor on WiiWare titles, where it had to sell X amount of copies before the developers of WiiWare saw any money from it. Uh, the number was said to be in the mid four digits, so four to 5,000 downloads, we'll say. Okay. Before That, that almost seems hmm? like their, their uh, way of quality controlling what comes on WiiWare. Exactly. They didn't want WiiWare to be flooded with crap. Too late. Yeah, <laughs> too late, exactly. Um, and Nintendo, after this had already spread through the internets, uh, Nintendo, of course, when asked to comment on this, said that they do not comment on rumor and speculation, uh, neither confirming nor denying this practice. So it may that, not yeah. even be true. Or it might be. Mm, the world may never know, except for the people that make WiiWare that games. said that it is true. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> except for the people that are saying that it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I, I guess I don't really have a stake in the matter. I'm kind of indifferent towards it. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that that uh, Nintendo would kind of put this policy in place, I guess. Yeah, why not? I mean, do you, yeah, why not? I mean, it, uh, it makes sense. You don't want to put crap on your console. And if your game can't sell more than 4,000 copies, I mean, is I don't think that's a lot. I don't think. I, I don't really know. I mean, there's no real record showing what average sales are for WiiWare or what average sales is for Xbox Live Arcade titles or 
PSN titles, every now and again it trickles out. You'll you'll get a number from a developer that wants to brag, but for the most part, there's no sales numbers chart for online for the uh, downloadable games for the consoles. No, I, I I don't know what is a successful number for a WiiWare game. I mean, we see that stories like uh, that Strong Bad has sold twice as much since the uh, since they allowed you to play games off your memory card. But well, you can't play games off the card. Yeah, you can. I thought you had still. You just it was like a like a fridge system. No, uh, you can play games off of it. Uh, it just the save files stay on your on your on your system. Now it, maybe it copies it over to the to the internal memory while you're from the card. I'm not sure, but I I've definitely launched games from the card. You do? Okay. I thought you had to pull the games from oh, the no, card no, onto the console when you want to play it. Like you go into the card, you'd basically take the game out of the out of the card and put it on your on the on the console to play it and then when you're done with it you could just put it right back on the card. Uh, did you hear about the GDC news? Or this is what I you, this is what I was. Told. This is what you okay. That's this, what I thought is, the news was. I thought that was no, the no. That you could do that before. Oh, you could do that. Before. I thought you had to delete it, but I don't know. Well, you you took it off of yeah. You deleted it off your system, but you you moved it onto your your memory card. But now you can leave it on your memory card and play it straight off of there. Just the save files have to be on, on the system. On, okay. So you still have to have something on the system. Yeah. So, so I'm only half if you ever crazy. fire up your Wii now and, and update it, it'll have a little, in the bottom left-hand corner, there'll be a little uh, SD card channel. Oh. And so you just go onto that and then you can have all your games on there. It, it works really well. They should I should really turn on my Wii and update it, shouldn't I? It, it's probably been a while, hasn't it? it well, no, not, it, that's what's frightening is it really hasn't been that long ago. I mean, I've, it played House of the Dead and finished that. So right. a Great month, game. a month, we'll say. Okay. Yeah. So not that not long bad. ago. It's just that I haven't had a reason to turn it on. Updating it isn't enough of a reason to turn it on. <laughs> it's a good update. I mean, it it is a good uh, good feature to be able to actually be able to move around stuff without deleting things. Yeah, I know. You know, and it's, you know, I, I'm I'm always tempted to buy more stuff on that virtual console also. Right. They still need to drop the prices of those things a little bit, though. Eh, I mean, some of it's not bad. Some of the, you know, original Nintendo games for $5 isn't terrible. No, the $5 po- price point's great. The $8 for this week's Pitfall Mine Adventure? Oh, yeah, no, I have no pricey. intention of buying that, though, but maybe another Nintendo game, maybe a... Uh, Maybe I don't have Legend of Zelda on there. I do have Super Mario Brothers and Elevator Action. Those are my two games. <laughs> and we see why you don't turn it on. I love Elevator Action. That game's a bomb. Uh, I picked up a DSi. Did you now? We're moving on. I see that. <laughs> yeah, I picked one up. Uh, I got the blue one because that is the one that Mrs. Chip wanted. And uh, she seems to be enjoying that. I really I set it up to uh, connect to our internet here, and then I handed it off to her, and I have not played it since. So going well. Did you Love get any? DSi. Did you get uh, any uh, DSiWare? No. I got the free ten dollars, but none of that seemed interesting to me. I was gonna. That was gonna be my next question. If you got the net, the free ten bucks, and you did so. Yeah, I got the free ten dollars. That's just when you register, you get the free ten dollars, and. Setting it up on WPA took me maybe, I don't know, 
10 or 15 minutes because the way the menus are set up, you don't, you think you're going to the right section, but it's not. You have to go into a more advanced setting. And uh, yeah, it takes a little while to find that setting. But other than that, it's working well. Uh, she seems to like it. The The bigger screens are nice. Uh, the, the overall feel of it just feels nicer than the DSi, or the DS Lite, I mean. But other than that, on the Wii, uh, I did play Mario Super Sluggers. Uh, I beat that. And that is exactly what you think it would be. Um, it It's a fun little Mario game. It's not very challenging. Uh, it, it's basically just fan service. And if you like collecting Mario characters by playing baseball minigames, uh, it, it's worth the $20 I paid for it at, at Blockbuster. I do uh, like unlucky Mario characters. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, that that's that's enjoyable to me. So I spent a a day doing that. Fun. Um, yeah, and, and the Wii controls they're not forced on you. You can either play just by holding the uh, the Wii mote sideways, or you can play with just the Wii mote, or you can play with the Wii mote and the nunchuck. So it, it's not just forcing you to swing around wildly. And uh, I enjoy that in Wii games. Do that more. So uh, Dragon Quest Swords, you swing a wild, swing around wildly, and it's an on rails uh, RPG. That is that is what else I've been playing on the Wii. And I would not, probably wouldn't recommend that. It's almost again, it's almost fan service because you're strictly going against all these enemies that you know if you've played the Dragon Quest series. So the little slimes and and the the little meat kebab guys and all the same type of enemies, but you just have to do various sword thrusts to defeat them. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, not the most intriguing of titles. No, it doesn't sound like it. Insert Cags on News theme. Bing, bing, bing. Okay. Um, <laughs> there will be a level editor on the PC version of Braid. Would you pick that up? No. Me neither. But oh. you don't like Braid, and I do, but I simply already have Braid, and I'm but not going to level you, edit. But even you, you were the one who brought this up to me, and you think that Cloning Clyde is a better game. Hmm? I, I think that Cloning Clyde is a better game than Braid? That's what you told me. I, I think I said that they were comparable. I don't remember exactly what my art, my uh, my argument was back then, but I think it may have been that uh, I did not see why Braid got so much praise when Cloning Clyde was a similar type of game. That that might have been my, my uh, argument in that they were both puzzle-solving platformers that had their own uh, their own little niche where they, Cloning Clyde, you actually made different Clydes to solve the puzzles and Braid just deals with uh, different uses of time. But I don't. I don't think I ever said that Cloning Clyde was better than Braid. <laughs> what, which do you like better? Uh, I probably preferred. I think Cloning Clyde was a little. I like the humor in Cloning Clyde. Okay, but you know that's just me. So there. So there. So there. I, I make fun of Braid enough. That's another horse that I think has been beaten to death. Yes. Let's let's move on to something else. Yes. Did you that, hear that uh, Edge beaten. Online? All the uh, writers, editors for the Edge Online site that corresponds with the Edge Online magazine, the Edge magazine, 
uh, they all quit. All edge, the, you say? Edge, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, they all quit. Huh. Edge Online, Edge Magazine, famous for giving game 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm familiar with them existing. Uh, I Do you read any of their stuff? Not really, but uh, the writers started their own new website already called Game Biz Blog. Oh, okay. So that's that's. Uh, I was reading through some of those articles, and I kept on coming to get, coming up to that Game Biz Blog uh, site, but I didn't realize that that was the. That's the former that's Edge the Online staff. That's right. I tried to open that up, and the page wouldn't load. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, that's not that's not going so well for them there. If I, if <laughs> I couldn't see what their website was about, um, that's interesting. I, I guess it was due to uh, philosophy differences between Creative the differences, yeah, yeah, between the magazine and the online sides. Uh, but I best of luck to them. I I know that they produce quality content. I just you can only read so many different sources. And I generally don't read much at all. I just look at look at little blurbs and stuff and, and move on. I get all my information from Twitter now. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, all my information about everything. I don't even watch the news, read a newspaper. <laughs> it's not on Twitter. I really just don't care. Um, are you going to pick up the Beatles bundle for 250 The bundle? No. You don't want the replica base, the pearl inlay drum set, and the mic stand. Mic stand. No, I'm I'm good. I think we 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 talked about this earlier. I I, I will pick up the Beatles game, uh, but I I don't need any of this other stuff. They also announced the Amazon exclusive uh, Ghostbusters set today too. Oh, what comes in that? That's I think 120 bucks. And it no, com- thank you. Huh. No, thank you. Yeah, $120. It comes with a Slimer statue, uh, a keychain of the Ecto-1, some mini-mates that look like some of, the, I guess, the enemies in the game, and maybe a couple of other little things, but that's really the bulk of it. I think I'll get by with just the game. Yeah. Again. Again. Yeah, I don't know if I need all that crap. Although I do want the $100 Batman set, so I don't think I have any room for... Uh, I can understand how you would want that. That Batarang looks pretty sweet. It is. If that's an actual metal Batarang... Uh, you know it's not going to be. I know. If it's, it's made out of cheap plastic, I don't want it, but... Oh, it's sweet. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I can understand you wanting that. I mean, you're a big Batman fan, but I'm... I mean, I, I enjoy the Beatles' music, but I don't need plastic instruments like they had and and i i like the ghostbusters but i don't need all that junk midway set a price for the company for its entire company i saw that do you do you have 30 million i don't so which is kind of kind of sad did they set a price for joust that's what i'm trying to figure out i mean i'm figuring if they're selling the entire company for 30 million 25 million of that is for mortal kombat <laughs> right? I mean, is that really so crazy? Uh That's yeah, that's got to be that's got to be close to that. I I mean, cuz Mortal Kombat I think still has value to it, especially oh, yeah. if Capcom were to pick it up. Yeah, Mortal Kombat still has plenty of value. I mean, you have multiple characters that people recognize in there and it's the name still holds weight and it still sells. 
How much do you think the Gauntlet franchise is worth? Uh, not much. I mean, they... It's one of those games that didn't really transition all that well to 3D. And yet it should the, have? Yeah, it should have. Like, there's no but... reason why the Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance games were so good, and yet they couldn't make a Gauntlet game that was just as good as those. Or why Marvel Ultimate Alliance time. is so good, and yet they couldn't make a Gauntlet game that was basically the same damn thing. Well, they had a Midway had a tough time transitioning whether or not they wanted to make an updated arcade style game or update to a full on like this is what this game would actually be if we were making a new game today, like not having anything to do with the old gauntlets. Okay, they should have played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And they should have been playing it and looking at this and going, you know what? If we changed all these characters and made one an elf and one a warrior and one a magician and one a chick, then then we might actually have a game that people want to buy. You're not selling me on it, though. Well, what's there to what's there not to sell? I mean, you you would have the same upgrade system. That's what the people at Midway up. were thinking. <laughs> You, you, I mean, obviously the setting would change. It wouldn't be helicarriers. It would be dungeons and and forests and all that kind of stuff. I think there's a game there, and it, and of course the four player online co op. I don't know if that's a sixty dollar title. I don't know. I think it could be. I think you may have to add a little more variety in the characters. Maybe actually have instead of four characters to choose from, twelve or sixteen. I don't know. I, I There's a reason Midway's where they're at right now. It's not because I personally don't, like, I love their games. They're one of my favorite companies growing up. I always, like, played Midway games all the time, like Gauntlet and Joust and Paperboy and all yeah, those that Paperboy, you get on. Yeah, that's a good one. The one disc that they never made good again. So, I mean, I don't know that I need new Spy Hunter games. I, I think I think I'm good. Or Tapper? You don't want Tapper? How how are you gonna how are you gonna leverage Tapper? I have no idea what I would do with Tapper. How about Defender? I mean, is there really no room for a Defender remake? Do you remember Defender on the Xbox? No, I don't. Exactly. It must have there been. was a Defender on the Xbox. Oh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much remade all of their classic games besides Joust and Paperboy on the last generation of consoles, and they all failed miserably. I think there's room for a remake of Joust, too, but then again, I want I just want Joust. Right, right. So I could sell crappy Joust t-shirts outside of E3. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do at E3? Yep, I'm going to sell crappy Joust t-shirts. You're still coming, right? Uh, as of right now, that's my plan, although I haven't bought a plane ticket yet. You need to get on that. You need to at least buy one because they're cheap right now. I know. I know. It's it's tricky. I uh, I registered for Microsoft's press conference today. Excellent. They never emailed me to ask. They didn't email Cheapy either. He's not on their list. I guess you're the special one now, aren't that, you? That's how these things work. Nobody knows. Well, you were probably the one who gave them a card last year. Uh, I probably was. Yes, yes. that's kind of how it works. 
And they take that one card and they scan the one card and they send the email to the one email address they have. It's not like there's some – the person who sets this up has never heard of Cheap-Ass Gamer before. But then again, the person that set this up has probably never heard of OneUp.com before either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they just how about this list. next segment? Um, how would you write we, this sequel? We could skip this if you'd like and go right on to the tweets. That That's fine by me okay. because – we're running a little bit long here, I think. Uh, says you. Well, yeah, it says me. You already asked I, the answer. I can answer tell, I can tell we're doing a little bit this long. This one comes from Hoodoo. This is these were all taken from Twitter today. This comes from Hoodoo, who asks if you if uh, Shipwreck had purchased any DSI, and the answer we as we now know is no, he did not. Uh, I will purchase DSIware when something uh, something that strikes my fancy comes out. But so far, it hasn't. So you're not averse to getting. Uh, DSiWare. Oh no, no! I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to some like unique titles. I mean, I I buy WiiWare when it's something that I would legitimately buy, and it's not just because I have Wii money sitting there. Like, it's got to be something that I'd be interested in, no matter what. It's not that it's just like a DSiWare title. So, until uh, something comes out. I, I'm not really interested in uh, in games that I've I've played before, like the uh, I guess Bird and Beans and uh, the, the WarioWare. That's just a like iToy type game. That's not really going to do it for me. Um, I don't even remember. There was the game that's like Piotama, and I didn't really enjoy Piotama all that much. And I guess that's the one that everybody considers uh, that and Bird and Beans are the two. DSiWare games that are supposed to be the the better DSiWare games, and I don't know, they just don't do anything for me. Okay, well, Hipster Please asks, since we already know Ship's answer, Wombat, which classic 80s G.I. Joe character would I be? And I'll tell you who it wouldn't be, it's definitely not Snowjob. <laughs> I could grow a beard out and be Snowjob. You could, but how did that name get on TV? <laughs> There, there's a lot of uh, GI Joe names. If you if you look back at them, a lot of character names in the '80s in general that uh, wouldn't work today. I guess not. Um, I know the cool answer is probably Snake Eyes, but I'm not going to say Snake Eyes because that's you know I think it's too played out, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't have Snake Eyes be your favorite GI Joe. Can it be Chuckles? Can I be Chuckles? You can be Chuckles. Because Chuckles had that cool Hawaiian T-shirt. He did. He he was he was pretty pretty good guy. And he came with I, the I like... uh, the holster that never stayed on. Yeah, and in the movie, he he just ripped missiles off the side of uh, vehicles and threw them at tanks. Which I can do, actually, so. I, I like Chuckles as an answer. I, I guess I don't get to give another answer. <laughs> that sucks. This question comes from Dane. Uh, he wants to know when you're going to have a kid. Uh, I do not know. That That is a question... Uh, Maybe in a couple of years. A couple of years I has mean, it come up? Yeah, it, the conversation comes up from time to time, but uh, I just don't think we're in the kid place yet. I mean, how did you know when it was time for you guys to have kids? I was told. Like you were told after she was pregnant, or <laughs> no? We we it was a very conscious decision, and we did plan it. Well, actually, the story goes that when we had made the decision. We assumed that it wouldn't happen for us right away. Like we, we thought we'd have like a six month window of of having to try, quote unquote. 
Right, but but you don't mess around. We don't, and it was like two weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in the in the scheme of things, you know, when your plan is within six months and you do it within two weeks, it's really not no time at all. But it was mm-hmm. just kind of funny to us, and that's my story. Yeah, I, I we want to have kids, but uh, I mean, she's she's only two years out of school, so she that's wanted to true. get a couple of years. I forgot. She's she's still young. Yeah, she's still young. I'm the I'm the old one. That's true. You have time, right? Uh, Davi Rocha asks. Here's a question for you. Uh, if you if Wombat, if you and Shipwreck could invent an accessory for any console, what accessory would it be? Wow. Um, huh. What accessory would it be? I don't know. I mean, I am drawing a blank here. What, what do you got? Let me hear what you have. I'm going to go with a universal wireless headset. A universal wireless headset. So you're, you're going something practical yes i'm gonna say a wireless headset that i could use on both consoles see i, I was thinking all, all kinds of of peripherals like I, I was trying to think of some crazy peripheral that hadn't been been uh attached to a console yet like a guitar and, yeah like, that's exactly like they've ruined all these dreams like throughout the year like especially the wii like before you're thinking oh man I, i'd like to have a game where i can use like an actual golf club in the game but then you try it and you you don't want that so it, it's kind of ruined all the accessories that you've you kind of dreamed of growing up, um, but the power gloves, an updated power glove would not be bad. Still, I actually, I mean, I guess it could work now. It wouldn't be, I would say, maybe not like a full glove, but maybe something that kind of goes over almost like go like almost like a web shooter. Ooh, Cause, yeah, cause then you I have, like that. Because then you have a place for a button. Yeah. And you would move your arm like you would move the Wiimote. And now I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. that. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to come up with accessories. I mean, I, in the dream world, you would, you would love something that would at least play, like, all of your old games. Like, the universal system that would play all my Sega CD games and, and everything. But... Well, Other than well, that, that brings really us to our of... next question from Razorlution, who wants to know what game you find yourself playing every couple of years for that nostalgia feeling. Hmm. I, I would say... Uh, I don't know if it's... I guess the PlayStation 1 games count as nostalgia? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I go back and, and play uh, IQ quite a bit. Intelligent Quotient and Intelligent Cube. Intelligent Cube. Uh, Intelligent Quotient is the one I do not like. That was on the PSP. Uh, I like Intelligent Cube. I have that. I imported that for the PSP, so I go back and play that one from time to time. And uh, stuff like uh, Super Puzzle Fighter. Um, just little. It's mainly puzzle games that I go back to, I guess. But uh, I don't know. What What about you? I played Dig Dug last week. Dig Dug's some good stuff. Dig Dug is a good game. That holds up. Yeah, yeah. Dig Dig Dug's solid. And every now and again, uh, I'll go back and play Legend of Zelda from start to finish. Yeah, I, I, I've done that a few times, I guess. Mainly whenever it gets re-released on something. But I, I, I don't know. I, I switch around from game to game so much that I, I've really, even though I have this huge collection of video games, I rarely go back and play the old stuff unless it's something I have never played before. 
Well, you know, when you're constantly playing what's new, why go back? Yeah, when I when I have friends, the one with all the trivia, sitting right here on my desk. I mean, you don't need to go back past that. Chandler. It's also got uh, Gunther as one of the hosts. Oh. That sounds like the worst game ever made. <laughs> In which episode did Rachel get a cup of coffee? It's it's almost like that. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, Blind Guardian Twelve wants to know, Wombat, how do you contain your awesomeness? Just wondering. It's very difficult, but I manage. Um. And our final question. Sean and me would like to know what is the most annoying thing Cheapy does on the CAGCast? Well, as an outside person, do you want to answer first? The Cheapy does on the CAGCast? Yes. Um, I would say... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 In all honesty, I think he cuts you off sometimes where he moves the show along or, or maybe he talks a little bit too much and then you don't get to say anything and you're always running late on time. You want to get to bed. So maybe that, but I mean, I don't really have any complaints. Uh, okay. Well, here's, I'll start from the beginning of the list. He tends to <laughs> forget what he said on previous shows and say the same story over and over and over again, like a 90 year old man. Then he will tell that same story and add another like 10 to 15 minutes to said story, which <laughs> goes to the next GPD complaint, which would be he takes too long to tell a goddamn story. Way too long to tell a story. Usually about halfway through, I stop listening because 90% of the time, I could care less about his lunch with Jon Snow and uh, Danny Chu. Uh, also, he uh, burps too much. He cuts me off all the time. Uh, he smells like wet cheese, and I can smell him through Skype. And he's always late. Always late. That was it. And he's looking for a new podcast co-host. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best podcast co-host there is. Uh, Cheapy D, he's the best. He's the man. He's so dreamy. Why don't you make him some money here or something? Oh, yeah, and if you want to help support me, go to www.netflix.com slash CADCAST and sign up for a free two-week trial. That, again, is www.netflix.com slash CADCAST, where you can get movies delivered straight to your home with no late fees. And if you want to help support me, you go to godaddy.com and use those codes that we have on the first page. That's G-A-M-E-R-1. Gamer1. Gamer1. Um, and you can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm on twitter.com, uh, wombat5277. Shipwreck is just shipwreck. And you could also follow GPD at GPD. Uh, Twitter is fun. I tend to update it a lot and annoy people that follow me. So if you want to be annoyed by me on a multi-daily basis, that is the best way to do it. And I tend to update only when I feel like I have something to say. There you go. Feel free to review... Uh, somehow on iTunes, even though the show will be on the foreplay feed because Cheapy refuses to let us use his feed. And I believe that's all we got for today. Yeah, that'll do it. I, I think we've gotten a show here. We've got something. Yeah, yeah. That, we talked about something or other. And then I read out a big time. And that was that. <laughs>